Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning and afternoon and evening to some. Good and day. And middle of the night if you've woken up and can't get back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Maybe this is part of your sleep restriction plan of getting up and listening to something soothing for half an hour and then going maybe, back to sleep. Maybe, Yes. I had a major attack of insomnia at the weekend. <gasps> oh. So I'd had a lovely, I'd had like a really active day and then... Um, I had a lovely, nice, relaxing bath, climbed into bed, literally just fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And then some noise woke me up at about um, two in the morning or something like that. Oh. And um, and then, of course, because I'd gone to sleep quite early, oh. kind of my body was thinking, well, this is it, let's yeah. go. Um, and so I managed to read my book from the book club and almost finished it because it was so good I couldn't put it down. Oh my gosh. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, it was, wow. um, so yeah, if you're awake in the middle of the night and listening to us instead of reading a book, welcome. Ah, welcome. <laughs> wow. Okay. So were you okay the next day though? Yeah, well, thankfully it was the weekend. So, um, oh. I did eventually go back to sleep. And then I can't remember what happened. Did I maybe had like a little bit of a lie in mm. and then I was fine the next day. So mm. oh, yeah. okay, okay. I kind of got my eight hours, but just in two chunks. Two really. <laughs> oh. Yeah, which I'm sure isn't the right way to do it, but I still no, got the eight hours anyway. Yeah, I think they used to, didn't they used to do that in the Middle Ages when they didn't have electricity? So they would go to bed at sundown and then they would wake mm. up. And they do something very productive, like write a symphony, and then they would have their second sleep. Yeah. <laughs> As you do, just get up, write a symphony. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I was a bit inadequate. I just read a book. <laughs> I know. I think we're all inadequate. Didn't Mozart, like, because they all, they all did all these massive, you know, things in their 20s. But yeah, the second <laughs> sleep, they would, uh, yeah. Af- yeah, they would wake up in the middle of the night in candlelight and they would like, yeah, it's when a thing. I was, uh, when <laughs> I was young, for a period of time, I lived with my grandma. And um, she was ever so sweet and lovely. And um, she was like proper caregiver, like mm. just proper granny material. Mm. And um, and if I got up in the morning and it was like early and it was the weekend, and if I looked a bit tired, she'd say, do you want to lie on the sofa and have a second sleep? Oh. And I'd get a little blanket and I'd go, yeah, I think so. And I could just oh. hear the kind of TV or rumblings, like she'd be pottering oh. about in the house doing oh. a like Saturday morning chores. And, um, and I'd just have another little nap. It's beautiful. Oh, no, that's amazing. Yes, yeah. that's amazing. Oh, okay. I, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm falling asleep just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so wonderful. Oh, what a, you know, and bless her. She, you know, it's so funny, the small things we do and we don't realize what a, what an impact it has on people and that this is something that you carry forward decades later. Oh yeah. I remember that with fondness. Absolutely. Mm, beautiful. So yeah. you do indicate that there was some weekend goodness going on. What was your weekend like? Yeah, I just had a really lovely weekend. It mm. was just, I didn't really have kind of major things planned and just let the weekend unfold. We had some great weather. So I got out and um, we had a big storm this earlier in the week and uh, it just wreaked havoc across oh. Jersey, like trees down, oh. um, roads blocked, just kind of... Um, the I think even the lifeguard shelter was was lifted and tilted, oh, um, so there's all these these images of um, devastation. Mm. 
Right. And um, so it's just like really, really high winds and, um, you know, that, that time where you go to bed and you kind of think, I'm going to end up waking up somewhere completely different. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> it's that windy. Yes. Um, so I got up and I didn't really think anything of it the next morning until I came downstairs to make a cup of tea mm. and realised half my garden had been... <laughs> Oh. like turned upside down so there was a oh. big massive branch has come off the tree there was garden furniture upside down do you remember that dream i had ages ago about the cows coming in and trampling all yes. the f- it looked like garden that furniture. <laughs> oh my gosh so, <laughs> oh man go back and listen oh. to some old episodes yeah. if, you, if you've missed out on that there was one about my crazy yes. cow dreams and um and so it, honestly it looked like that but not yeah. only that the cushion that contained all of the um the box sorry that contained all of the cushions mm. to protect them the lid is on a hydraulic lift yeah the wind is, was obviously so strong had whipped that up so all of the cushions were soaking oh. so on saturday i had to get out there and just clean up the yeah. aftermath um but i felt very proud of myself because the garden's now ready for winter everything's stored away oh. and um yeah it looked very nice Oh, lovely. And so the the garden furniture actually survived till winter because there were many assaults. Well, there were potential, you know, we didn't know how the weather would be like. There were so many ifs. You said, you know, perhaps the weather would be bad now that you got garden furniture, but it actually ended up being a pretty good summer for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still there. And yes, and the cushions have survived the uh, the tropical storm. They have been dried out with some nice sunshine. Ah, good. Yes, yes. It's so yeah. So no, it's been a good week, a good weekend. I'm back on my fitness trail. Oh yeah. So yeah, nice. And what's the name of the app you were saying before you were? Yeah, so a, a really lovely friend of mine, Christine. Christine, mm-hmm. if you're listening, thank you. You have helped my fitness out no end. Oh, excellent. So she recommended mm-hmm. this app, which is called Fit On, which is just F-I-T-O-N. It's mm-hmm. all one word. Um, you can get a basic version, which is still gives you pretty much access to every single type of exercise you could imagine under mm-hmm. the sun. Mm-hmm. And then there's an upgrade you can get where you can get access to meals and recipes and things. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't interested in that. I've just gone for the basic version. But what it does is helps you to track your exercise so you can set goals mm-hmm. for how often you want it. And it gives you like little streaks to say like, well done. I always like a bit of praise. <laughs> yes yes especially when it comes to exercising and then you can add your own exercising to it as well so I've got the treadmill back out yoga mats being out I am on it oh my gosh that is awesome so high five to Christine for the recommendation thanks Christine oh awesome to get the treadmill back out that's hard I know oh my gosh so yeah I'm back to the basic um training that I started with yeah but I kind of feel okay with it because it's better to do that than nothing. I'm just Absolutely. reconciling myself to the fact, even if it's just 10 minutes of movement yeah. a day, yes, that's what I'm aiming for. Yes. It's yeah. more than I'm doing these days. So hats off to you. I am mm. absolutely with you every step of the way. Yeah, That's awesome. Well, hopefully nice. it lasts. I know Because I'm very good at getting a burst of energy at the start and then thinking... Right. Okay, this is dull now. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, we're, it just, yeah, things get old. Yeah. But, but yeah. at the same time, like, we don't know. This could be the time where you are, you know, going. It's a yeah. beautiful time to start before the winter. It is. It yeah. is. Before Christmas indulgence. <gasps> oh, God. I love Christmas indulgence. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I can't wait well. for that. <gasps> What's like I get the craziest, sweetest thing that you love to eat? 
I think it's just the sheer non-stop indulgence really for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's almost like, and I know it shouldn't be like this and I realise this is a bad habit. Right. But it's just that permission to just be kind of naughty for yeah. kind of like a whole week over Christmas <laughs> and New Year. It's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Be naughty. Yes. Yeah. I'm getting, oh. I'm getting excited about the Christmas fridge already. Mm. <laughs> I remember you talking oh. about the Christmas fridge last year. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's it. Like we want to be able to let loose, hang loose mm. because our our days are so structured. So we want to be able to just, yeah, have a little yeah. bit of levity. That might be yeah. what we all crave. Maybe that's the um, thing that keeps me going then is that oh. thought of the Christmas fridge. I need to keep going, keep on the exercise trail now. Yes, good, good, good. Yeah. Then what right, a I'm on it. fridge you're going to have. Great pep talk. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, good. how was your week? How was your weekend? Oh, it was very good. So my dude is in town, which is so exciting. So we're here. Boop, boop. Oh, yes. The love shack. You know, there's a little I bit of... I have to say, yeah. you've got a lovely little love glow about you. <gasps> I've got the love glow about me. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. It's like total reboot, total refresh. So yeah, we're enjoying oh, time. Nice. Yeah, we're going out to like every cool restaurant um imaginable going to various like corners and nooks and crannies of toronto so yeah it's awesome yeah it's so good yes yeah tops Um, the soul up tops the soul up absolutely so on the topic of um love relationship and uh good vibes what's going on at the relationship desk of love Oh, well, now that you give me that intro, I might let you down a little bit. Not that I haven't got any news, because I certainly have. You certainly have. But I don't know whether this is a good vibe or not a good vibe. Oh, okay. All right. That's okay. And and I guess it could be. Okay. So let me just start and then you can, then you can make your mind up. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I was reading an article about the rise of the grey divorce. Oh, I I have honestly never heard of this. Well, me neither, right? Oh, okay, cool. So I was like, what is this grey divorce that you talk about? So when I started to read it, it made perfect sense. Mm -hmm. So grey divorce is all about people who are getting divorced who are grey. So it's basically people who are older or like people who have been together for a long time. Mm-hmm. So we talked about um, Bill and Melinda Gates. Obviously, they oh, separated after 27 God. years. Scandal. Bit of surprise there, Oof. I have to say. Shit, yes. So it started to talk about how grey divorce is, is on the rise, but mm. divorce in younger, more kind of millennial types uh-huh. is, is not. So that is, mm-hmm. um, we're seeing that divorce rates are actually decreasing. Mm-hmm. But it talked about maybe some of the reasons why this might might be happening. Mm. So... There's a couple of things that it talks about. One is, um, so it talks about how women are a lot more financially independent and financially mm. stable nowadays, yep. which is true. So where you've got dual income, you've got you've got your own sense of um, financial stability, mm. then I guess you're more likely to, if things aren't working, to say, okay, that's kind of, um, you know, enough's enough. Right. But it also talked about our our views about marriage and and our kind of cultural view about marriage and how some of that's changing. And nowadays it's more about, does this person make me happy? Do I feel fulfilled in the relationship? Mm. And if that's not the case, well then actually, you know, it's no longer that point where you wouldn't kind of think, well, actually, you know, I will consider a divorce. Whereas mm. previously, because of the cultural and societal pressure around marriage and mm. marriages for life and that kind of view about what we think marriage is, because of that, then 
people were more likely to stay together when they weren't necessarily in happy relationships. Ah, okay. It also talks about age and the fact that we're all living longer. So ah, it yes. says if you, you know, it used to be that, you know, if you got to sort of 65, 70, <laughs> then you were kind of, you had a good innings, as yeah, my grandma yeah, would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, she had a good yeah. innings. Uh, she had a good life. Um, oh, and now it's over. Whereas, yeah. You know, age um, rates are actually increasing, aren't they? And people mm -hmm. are living then. You know, you can get to 65 and still live for another 20 to 30 years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, my so God, yes. So if, if you think about that, like 20 to 30 years of being oh. with somebody who yeah. is not making you happy, like, that's like a whole lifetime again, isn't it? Yes. You know, you think yes. now your life's kind of broken down into kind of three or four stages, isn't it? Yeah, as and opposed to big, two or, yeah. or, yeah, yeah. 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 But and that's kind of like a big chunk. That last stage is still a large chunk of your life. And God, that's a you long know, if you time. said to somebody if they were thirty, if you said, No, I'm sorry, you have to stick with this relationship, you've you know, you've picked them now, that's oh it. My God. You know, going back to that Starship Enterprise <gasps> if divorce wasn't yes. a thing. Yes. So, you know, you can kind of see how why the, why this is happening. So yeah, they were kind of like the, you know, the the primary reasons why they were saying it it is occurring. So, but yeah, it's quite wow, isn't quite an interesting wild. outcome. Yeah, and I've learned a new term: grey divorce. divorce. Yeah. Oh yes. Every week's a learning week, Anna. Oh gosh, yes. Wow, wow, <laughs> that is amazing. I have so many thoughts on that. Oh my gosh, I don't know why it's really hitting me. Like when you turn sixty, you could have another thirty years. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Um, and maybe, uh, and it is true, millennials are divorcing less. Maybe it's because we're actually starting to learn the language of communication. We're learning to actually work with what we've got. Whereas yeah. folks who are a little older, they never had those those skills. And so if they find themselves with somebody who they don't know how to build the skills with, and frankly speaking, if you're like 65, I don't know, would I just cash in for a newer model? Probably. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's a It's a hard thing to like learn communication in your 60s as opposed to learning it in your 20s or 30s I don't know but I do th I do yeah. think it is possible though I, I yeah. you know people say oh yeah you're setting your ways you can't change blah 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 like I don't believe that's that's true so you know you think about the brain the brain is um it's plastic isn't it and mm -hmm. whilst you know we used to think that all of the habits that we had were ingrained and that was it mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do to change it mm -hmm. like that's totally not true we can change habits all the time mm -hmm. if we choose to mm -hmm. um so I think, you know, just because things aren't working out, I'm not, I don't, mm. you know, just because you can't get divorced doesn't mean that you should. Yeah, yeah. Um, but equally, if you know in your heart of hearts it's not right for you mm. and it's not working and maybe hasn't worked for years, then why suffer any longer? Yes, 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 completely. Oh, mm. yes. This, yeah. is, this is quite so lovely. I feel yeah. like we could talk about this news article. Oh, forever. my gosh. I tell you, this has opened up a can of worms. Yes. Maybe it needs its own segment. <laughs> yeah, the great divorce. And yeah. how to move on from a great yeah. divorce. Like, what are yeah. your options? Actually, because yeah. I have some, some clients who are in their 60s and they are looking mm. at divorce. And it can be really yeah. scary. There's definitely Very. these messages of like, I don't have any other options. I will be alone. Yeah. Um, mm. We know that's not the case, especially with the gray divorce on the rise, right? So you know that there's yeah. others out there. Um, but wow, what a what a struggle can, it can be to move past those fear messages. But there is yeah. a there are bright rainbows out there. 
to be mm. discovered, whether you work on your marriage or whether you decide to have a great divorce. Yeah. I, I know somebody whose uh, partner passed away. Well, actually, I think they were married. Yeah, husband passed away um, about maybe a year ago, two years ago, something like that. She's been approached by, and she is in, I think she's like late 80s, something like that. Oh. And she's been approached by about three or four different men. Oh. <laughs> so I tell you, you've just got to move in the right circles. <laughs> oh my God. Where are these circles? Hello. There's a hot bed of activity out there. Oh my gosh. Oh, that is amazing. Okay. Very cool. That would be so... Just, and, just wow. because you're old doesn't mean to say you've lost it. Well, but also too, like if you are dating in your 80s, right? You don't have to worry about children, uh, retirement, yeah. really, like... Yeah. yeah, there's so many things that have already been squared away, thought about. You yeah. really are. Is it possible to say there's a better chance you're just living in the moment and really yeah. every day counts? You know, yeah. you're not yeah. sort of under the illusion that you have like millions of years left on this planet. It yeah. really is like yeah. a couple of drinks away, you know, and it's uh, <laughs> and that's a lovely thing. I, I remember I think I told you like I, I like to think about death. I've, I attend some death cafes in New York City now virtually. And uh, it's just a nice thing to think about, you know, like it really releases us from fear if we're like, let's just enjoy the time we have because we really yeah. don't know how long we've got. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I'm all for that. Dating in your 80s. I think I really want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you just won't tell your man while you're feeling so loved up right now. <laughs> oh, listen, I think he'd be very into dating in his 80s. We're just going to have to make this happen somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow so you know what you didn't disappoint this was absolutely fabulous uh, this was this was news befitting of the love shack <laughs> for sure there you go yeah, yeah. you are very welcome oh thank you so should we do a hot topic yes let's go to the hot topic yes let's do it <laughs> Today's hot topic is incompatible friends in your relationship. Oh, have we not heard, seen, and coached people around this? Yes. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So what what comes up to you when you think incompatible friends in your relationship? What's coming up? Well, I think my mind just started to go into kind of overdrive a little bit. And ah, um okay. And I'm just wondering if we've got a spare four hours to record this podcast. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. Let's settle in. <laughs> Add some brandy to that uh, tea so, if you would. Um, yeah, you might want to get your cozy pants on. Oh, <laughs> got my cozy pants already, friend. <laughs> <laughs> and never get out of them. <laughs> I Again, we're still on Zoom, so, you know, <laughs> I just have to have the front part of my hair brushed, not even the back. <laughs> <laughs> There's a there's a there's a matted bed head right there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I've just got my bangs yeah, I don't, done, and I don't even want to know how you got that. Oh my gosh! Oh, well, it's the love shack, right? So obviously, obviously. <laughs> All right, oh, let's bring sex it back. Jokes. <laughs> let's bring course. it back. Bring it back. All right, um, incompatible friends. So, well, one of the things. So, the immediate thing you think of is about. Um, your other half's friends and whether you don't agree with them or you don't feel like they're good for them mm. so then that kind of got my mind going to the film what was that film where they went to vegas and um, oh my gosh the hangover oh my right. god okay. that was so holy right. shit so that immediately got me thinking about the film the hangover oh god so like imagine <laughs> oh my god 
Oh, geez. That, that's bringing up a morsel that I enjoy every time. Holy crap, that was great. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it, it's a great film, right? Oh. But it's a great film because it's just train crash. And oh, God. Th- if that was your life. And so if we're talking about kind of, you know, extreme incompatible friends, mm-hmm. they're the types of things that kind of come up. But then I got to thinking mm. about your friendships and incompatibilities within your friendships. So mm. am I, do I have incompatibility with my own friends? Was then kind of oh. another thing. And then it led me on to, like, honestly, this is why we could spend four or five hours doing yeah. this. Then it led me on to kind of like family relationships. And there, oh. where they have got friends that you believe are incompatible. Oh, gosh. Okay, so tell me more about that. What's coming up there? So, well, I think the common thread between all of it is they're all relationships where you feel like they're not appropriate or maybe there's some sort of leading astray or they're just not kind of a healthy a healthy relationship that mm. makes you be the best person you want to be mm-hmm. as opposed to being a kind of more destructive um destructive mm. person ah but but and i think we'll probably get into this but the thing is is you're coming from a place where you're like i know it's best for you and yeah, my vision totally. of how your life should <laughs> end up and go it is not compatible with all these other riffraff that are hanging out in your life and if yeah. they are in your life your life will not go where i think it should go yeah yes. absolutely yeah <laughs> total place of judgment i do it all the time <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my god and, and your wine is <laughs> i know i know <laughs> absolutely we totally do this all the time so like we all know that we do it right oh like it, my god. it's just what happens yeah, yeah? Mm-hmm. so i accidentally made a comment which i wish i'd never made <gasps> about a situation that now kind of comes back to haunt me all the time oh. and it wasn't like i didn't really kind of I didn't place that much weight or emphasis on what I'd said mm. but the, the person I was having the communication with did and that had stuck oh, with them so yes. we do have to be very careful about judgment and where oh. it comes in and how much we yeah. share and um but you're right it is we're full of judgment when we're saying that this person's wrong for you then it, it's us we're the ones that are judging it yeah except I think where you've got the situation of the your own personal friendships mm. Because then I think that's slightly more complex than kind of judgment. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot more going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so ah, yeah. mm. Well, and actually maybe maybe go there because I, I, and I'm curious because I had my own thought on that. But what's your thought in terms of personal friendships? Why do you feel perhaps we have a bit more of a say where it's not just sort of judgment in an unproductive way? Why might we have more so of I, a say? I think when, so when would, when would, it's similar to kind of, relationships that we have romantically as well and why we kind of get caught up in these situations mm-hmm. that we're, they're not kind of good for us because often and, and I think you get it more so with friends you can get this kind of longevity that kicks in mm. well we've been through so much mm-hmm. we um well they've always been there for me or mm. you kind of think back rom- and romantically about all of the kind of positive sides mm. but there's still there's still something that's going on if you're questioning the relationship or you know that things are happening in the relationship more than you know maybe maybe before it was kind of like the odd one or two things that would happen Mm. and now you're starting to see more and more of behaviors that are 
more disruptive or negative or not kind of in alignment with who you are like mm. you were talking before about how we do all change over time and and there's this thing isn't there where you've got friendships that have lasted for a long time is they've still got this view of you and how you were like 20 25 years ago mm. you're not that person anymore and ah. they can't see it so I think with I think that's why I think it's more complex because you've been through kind of a, a history you've got mm-hmm. that experience together and somewhere the relationship's kind of unraveling mm. and but you can still get this sense of kind of it's almost guilt isn't it you know I should be you get the should be's yeah. I or I can't or mm-hmm. we're not very good at breaking up with friends I don't think oh my gosh I mean, but but here's the thing too, like you can outgrow your friends and that makes a lot of sense, but yeah. you can also outgrow your partner and that makes a lot of yeah. sense too. And yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's actually a really precarious thing to enter into relationship with people because we are changing all the time and they're changing all the time. And the likelihood of us changing in tandem and in step is like, I don't know, you can roll a dice and. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's highly unlikely that you're going to, but that doesn't mean to say that you can't still um you can't still make the relationship work uh so i mean uh, well gosh i guess then in terms of making the relationship work as a married couple i think or as a as a long-term committed relationship i think you've kind of made a decision that as hard as it be let's try to evolve in step maybe as friends i mean obviously in, in friends are probably evolving in step with their other closer relationships and not necessarily with their friendships uh, so maybe it, maybe it is a better thing to evaluate and possibly drop friendships that are not working for us if they're truly out mm. of step with. Yeah, it's hard though, right? Like, mm. I mean, we've all got them. We've all got friends that we kind of think. Mm. Is this friendship serving us anymore? Yeah. Or did it ever serve us? I think a lot of us come out of this people pleasing and a lot of the friends we have are legacy from the times when we were people pleasers and they kind of got to know us under those uh, set mm. of rules yeah oh interesting <laughs> so incompatible friends in relationship oh this is a good one okay all right well so so let us well let's shift to the hangover type friends so yeah. um what would you say if you're <laughs> if your if your life is a hangover uh movie and you've got oh there's somebody in your partner's life who just always just brings them out on the ridiculous. Yeah. It's a real, I I think I'm kind of torn a little bit on this because I can see it from, I can kind of see from both sides. So I'm torn between, and I guess, you know, again, it's linked back to some kind of extreme behaviors, isn't it? So, Mm. you know, if you think about the hangover and maybe not quite to that extent. Yeah, yeah. Although it was a hugely entertaining film. Um, But, you know, if you've got, if your partner has a friend who they go away with once a year, every year there's some sort of disaster happens, (laughs) then, you know, is that, is that okay? Because it's kind of like once a year and Mm. they're friends and for whatever reason, they like each other. Maybe they like the fact that they can be wild with each other. Um, So, is you know is that okay if it's happening every weekend and then that mm. causes kind of um issues to your to your life and impact on your relationship mm-hmm. then you know i think we've got a different conversation going on there mm-hmm. um <laughs> i remember being on holiday with my i think we were married at the time my husband um if we weren't married we we're getting married mm. something like that anyway 
and we went to a Middle East country and um, first night or second night staying with people I didn't really know them mm. my husband obviously did and uh, they were kind of childhood friends mm. and I said to them she had kind of dinner had a few drinks I was like right I'm gonna go to bed I'll let you guys do some male bonding mm. um, and they literally kind of just got into all kinds of trouble <laughs> and um, and that I mean it was so out of character for my husband you never it just was like I, I was so shocked and surprised wow. it was always me that got into trouble not him. oh my gosh oh yeah, yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> and so that was kind of like a one-off situation and as I say it wasn't it was completely out of character it wasn't I mean it did kind of cause a bit of a stir at the start of the holiday and not kind of ideal mm -hmm. but when you look back on it now you just kind of it's one of those kind of fun dinner stories that you share and mm -hmm. um you know, or you spend kind of the next 10 years taking the piss out of them for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, totally. You know, it's not like there was no kind of lasting damage or, and it just, it was what it was. Mm. I think we've all got friends that kind of bring out the the best or worst in us, whichever yeah. way you look at it. Yeah. And so I think that kind of exists. We've all got them. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess the, the problem is when it has, where it starts to have a big detrimental effect on your relationship, that's when there's a different yeah different discussion yeah so you know the effect of the relationship can be because of the chronicity because it happens all the time and it really yeah. just is so interfering I think the other thing too is though even if even if your partner's friend kind of when they get together that they do something that just drives you up the bloody wall it could be mm. worth again going back to your values like if there's something that's really <laughs> being violated like mm. um if they go out and like they do something that's that that whatever value that I mean if if you find you're just absolutely so not only irritated but angry resentful yeah um sort of dive down to why is that like what what is yeah. it about their behavior that really really rubs a personal value mm. of mine and then it's time to you know even if your partner just does that with that one friend it's like well but you're doing it you know you're sort of allowing it or you're 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 going along with it or whatnot and that that is a value I guess it's a question of like do I want to put up with that yeah but I suppose the thing there though, though is that's your value it's not necessarily shared by your partner oh exactly yeah and then so if they're not kind of bothered or annoyed by it then yeah. is the issue not with you do you not need to look at kind of how you manage those feelings and that that's the hard choice of like well I guess there's a the crossroads so either you you either reconcile your feelings or is this a deal breaker question yeah and and yeah. we get to blame the friend but the thing is it's the behavior that your partner is actually doing so it's obviously it, it you're you're seeing what your partner's essentially what their values are or they're, or they're not through the behavior that they have with a friend and mm. is that okay for you or not? It has nothing to do with your partner. Your partner's doing what they're doing. Yeah. Like, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I know, like, I think I've got a good sense of humor. But mm. there are certain things that I don't, you that don't find funny. I just, just do not find funny at all. Yeah. And I know that other people will. Uh -huh. um, but there are certain, like, you can tell, you know, if you go like to a mixed comedy night. Mm. and there are um or you go and see a comedian that you want to go and see and there's always like a couple of acts or an act on beforehand so you get the supporting act or a, a mixed kind of comedy and mm -hmm. some people you're going to find funny and other people you won't yeah. and there's certain types of humor that I just don't like uh, and yeah. that just don't float my boat mm -hmm. now 
if my partner had a friend with that type of sense of humor, mm. I wouldn't be saying, well, you know, that's it, all bets off because, you know, you can't be friends with that person because yeah. I don't agree with their mm -hmm. sense of humour. That's not for me to say. Yeah. That's for me to say, well, actually, I don't like it. So I've got to either put up with it in that situation or, mm. or not attend that situation. Yeah. Um, you know, not put myself in it in the first place. I know that that's something for whatever reason, because mm -hmm. it's just something that goes against my values or past experiences or mm -hmm. um whatever it is i know that it's not going to float my boat mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it comes yeah. back to we'll talk a lot about awareness so i recognize that in me mm. and i know that's a place i'm not going to be happy mm. therefore i know it's just kind of that is just the situation that we're in mm. yeah so i can accept it or remove myself or uh, i don't know go and find somebody else to talk to <laughs> yeah yeah so what about something different like you know i, I think um when your partner has a, a, a person who expresses a lot of negativity, mm. what about somebody where th there's negativity, there's just, it's a real drag, uh, yeah, negativity. What what do you do with that in terms of a, when your partner's kind of drawn to somebody who's just, who just brings out a, n maybe not the worst, but it brings out a, just sort of seeing the world as harder, as less hopeful, as, you know, glass half empty. Mm, yeah. And and I think this happens quite a lot where you have people with different views and different perspectives about the world and mm -hmm. the situations that we're faced with. So I think it's common to have differences and, and differences are okay. I would look at what's going on for that person. So what is it that's driving the those feelings of um, of a lack of hope or, mm. you know, feeling like they haven't got, well, it's coming from a place of lack really, isn't it? Mm. So what's driving that? What What's created that outlook to try mm. and see if I can learn something or um, perhaps try and influence to make things better? Mm. If your partner, though, if you find that perhaps your partner hangs out with a, with a friend and whenever they do, they come back and they're maybe annoyed, maybe they're not seeing the world with all its potential like you know if you see that some that your your partner hangs out with somebody and then after doing so is uh not in a good space yeah i think all you can do in that situation is to share the observation mm -hmm. so i've noticed every time you come back from bob's uh, you just seem a little bit more kind of down than uh, than any other time or yeah. i don't really see that when you go out with tom uh, you know and and just make an observation mm. Which they may not even have noticed themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They probably haven't. Oh, yeah. And I, I guess, you know, sometimes sometimes we feel we really need to have our, like, the vegetables that we don't like in order, like, you know, eat your vegetables first before you have dessert. And sometimes we don't, what we don't realize is sometimes we feel, oh, we, sh we should hang out with that person, even though, mm. yes, I, I, there's something I can't put my finger on, but I feel really down. I don't, f I don't feel my best self after I come back with them. Mm. But then, you know, you do have a choice of, of who you can spend time with or what kind of what kind of content of conversation like you do have yeah. an input into that It doesn't have to go down the same road all the time. Yeah, but I guess, you know, we're almost coming full circle to that kind of that friendship incompatibility, uh, you know, that could mm. be like, you know, has have they been friends with Bob forever since uh, they left school? And yeah. so they've got the history, they've got the legacy, they're kind of they're, they're, they're there, they're in it, they're... Mm. 
So maybe he's never going to leave Bob. Maybe just, oh. maybe there's a bit of him that still loves Bob. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and then it, you know, it's just about, well, I'm sharing an observation. Mm. They might be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And if they're okay with it, then, you know, we can't decide somebody else's path. We can decide ours yeah. and decide actually if we still want to stay on the same path together. But, yeah. you know, I can't decide what your path is. You can't decide right. what mine is. Right. That's, yeah, it, that's and it's just life. We can't control each yeah. other. Yeah, no, that's true. We often have these conversations with with each other, like, "Oh, yeah, you're right. They're really negative, or yeah, they're right. They're a bad influence, or yeah, I always get into trouble when, gosh, yeah, I should, I shouldn't hang out with them, or I should, you know." But at mm. the end of the day, like, there, there's something you're choosing. If you are, so perhaps yeah. you are wanting to experience that behavior or that state of mind. Yeah, yeah, and so owning it. You know, like, yeah, for some weird reason, I do like this friend in my life. They bring out something different that's also a part of me. I can be this, this, and also that. We do forget that, especially in partnerships, we are uh, multifaceted and often contradictory. We are very complex beings. We've got one thing that is true and the other thing that's opposite that's also true. Yeah, completely. And, you know, your partner's always going to be somebody slightly different to who they are when they're with you. Yeah, It's a bit like... You know, you think about your friends, if you name kind of five friends on your hand mm. and think about how you are with them, I bet you're slightly different with all of them. Oh, yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So your partner's going to be different totally. when they leave the house, when they're at work, when yeah. they're, you know, um, my partner talks about how he played football for years and some oh. of the kind of locker room talk that he has. He would never, he said, I just would never talk like that in front oh, of you because yeah, yeah, exactly. you just wouldn't, I, I, just wouldn't be abiding by that right um because right. it's not my kind of thing but yeah. so you will recognize that when boys are with boys they'll talk differently to each other yeah when girls are with girls they'll talk differently when you're with a yeah. certain friend or when you're with your parents or when you're with your boss at work like we'll all be a slightly different version of who we are oh yes oh this is very important to recognize especially as a uh, intimate partners we feel like we know our person and we feel like they're yeah. ours but that is neither of those it's two like, things are um, true. <laughs> do you ever they have these like um I don't know, I'm guessing that they have programs like this in in America and in Canada but um so they have these programs where they'll they'll um get parents are allowed to kind of watch their kids on oh. holiday on these like teen holidays where oh. they go and get absolutely mashed and do things that you would never want your parent <laughs> to see and the and so the parents are there watching them on this kind of like video <laughs> I'm guessing the kids must have somehow subscribed to this. I don't know, because yeah. it actually sounds illegal. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you basically get to see your kids on a um, sun-sea oh. holiday in the, you know, 18 to 30s, basically doing stuff you wouldn't want them ever to witness. Oh, my God. Um, and, and yet you, you know, the, the person that comes through the door, that comes for a Sunday roast or, you know, comes back there with their washing from the holiday that you see are going to be very different to... Oh, yeah. You know, if you got to see your kids on a night out, you'd, you know, chances are there'd be stuff on there that you didn't like and yes. didn't need to see and didn't need to be part of. Oh my um, gosh, yes. So, you know, we've all, we're yeah. just, yeah, we're all different. Oh, all yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. I like where this has gone. The sooner that we come to that realization, the more we can accept and not grab and try to hold on to people and to either form mm. them in the image that we have of them. Yeah. Um, it takes away a lot of the anxiety and a lot of the stress that we have about managing other people's behavior because yeah. if we can just sort of let them be who they are and we be who yeah. we are, yeah, 
and manage our f- thoughts and feelings around it. Yeah, totally. Yes, it's, it's a, a wee problem. Yeah. <laughs> mm, very good. Ah. All right. Spicy and warm, spicy oh, and warm. Oh, <laughs> yes. There was a good amount of spice in that one. Medium hot. Uh, we uh, went to uh, 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 a little um, a little roll place, a uh, little uh, takeaway place here in Toronto. And I think the spice levels were given like mild, medium, hot, and stupid. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So w- which one did you opt for? Well, I'm a medium kind of spice. I think my right. dude kind of asked, not for stupid, but asked for hot. And then he was advised, like, actually, that dish doesn't go well with a really hot spice. You should actually go mm. medium for that dish, which was very sweet. Like, I, it's spice, not just for the sake of spice. Yeah, yeah. There's a place over here that does, um, has the normal kind of like, um, you know, spicy, medium, hot. Yeah. It also has baby spice. Baby spice. <laughs> oh, yeah. For anybody who wasn't in, in uh, around for the 2000s. Yeah. Oh, man. Baby spice. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I'd be more baby spice and mild for me. Ah, oh, very good. Baby spice. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. All right. All right. Would you like a question? Yes, please. Let's go. Okay. Settle in, bit of a long one. Okay, get your listening ears on. I'm ready. My husband had an affair seven years ago. I don't trust him and I can't bring myself to have sex with him. We still love each other. What should we do? Mm -hmm. Mm, Lots coming up here. Yeah, lots coming up here. I have a feeling we're going to disagree. Oh, okay. I know, I know. I when we disagree. I know, I love it when we disagree. Okay, do you want to show your cards first? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've got uh, a flush. Is that even a hand? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think so. A, I'm not a poker A royal flush. A royal flush. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think for me, the thing that sticks out the most for me is seven years ago. No kidding. Oh, okay, maybe we will agree. Yes, so it's right. Like it was seven years ago, love. Seven years ago. I know. You've spent seven years torturing yourself about I this know. affair. And your partner. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's clearly like and I kind of feel oh. like I get a real sense if I think about kind of an image. You know, um used to have like in Tom and Jerry cartoons. It's Tom and Jerry thing <gasps> where oh, you were Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so Tom and Jerry cartoons where, I don't know, they drop like this big giant weight on top of Jerry and he's trying Ah. to kind of, you know, survive underneath this 10 ton weight. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like this person Uh. or like, you know, hunched over carrying so much stuff Mm. in their backpack that they're almost double bent because there's just all of this pressure and weight. That's what I feel like for this, this person. Yeah. Well, I actually thought in the Tom and Jerry vein that you were going to bring up, um, you know, when like there's a, an immediate freeze, like uh, where they, where, where Tom or Jerry becomes frozen and it's just a block mm. of ice and it's just, oh yeah. Yeah. That we, I think of today. Yeah. Just being frozen <laughs> in ice, just time yeah. stands still. And <gasps> mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. That seven years has got me in the. Mm-mm-mm. Well, seven, I mean, some relationships don't even last seven years. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's I know. like, so, you know, so on one hand, I want to say just give it up, love, whatever it is, 
there needs to be something that you just let go of. Yeah. On the other hand, so then the more compassionate side of me then comes out and says, well, okay, what is it about this situation that means you can't let go? Mm. It feels to me like they haven't gone through anything that's allowed kind of closure on this. Mm -hmm. So what is it that, you know, what is it that you need to get closure to be able to move on? So, you know, and this whole, so there's, I mean, there's just so much in the question, isn't there? So mm -hmm. there's the time factor. There's what is it that you need to get over it? Mm -hmm. How do you need closure? What What is going to help you right now in this situation? Mm -hmm. Just to close the door on it. Um, there's also this part yeah. about kind of trust. Um, so I can't trust him. Well, you know, what's happened since that seven years? Have Has he given you any seed of kind of mistrust? Or is that mm. just, again, are you holding on to that? Mm. Um, I can't bring myself to have sex with him. Well, were you having sex before? Or mm. is this a convenient situation to say, well, that's it? Mm. Um, and if you've not had sex for seven years, so if there's been no intimacy in seven years, mm -hmm. that becomes kind of the norm then. So you're kind yeah. of... And anything outside of the norm then probably feels a bit scary. Yes. And I don't want to go there. And um, we've talked before about the pressure of when you haven't had sex for a while, that pressure of expectation. Well, what happens if I get into it oh. and I don't want to do it anymore? Or yeah. So I'm better off just not to kind of dip my toe in the water. Mm -hmm. So I think that's got to be like really, really hard. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but the bit at the end, you know, we still love each other. Like, So there's still something there. Right. Unless they don't actually love each other. Is that love really fear? Yeah. Is it not love? Is it just that I'm fearful of anything different? Yeah. It does feel like these, this person, I don't know, we don't know about their, their, their partner. So, but this person is being crushed from societal expectations from all sides. Mm. So just like you say, like, you know, we still love each other, but is that a fear? Is that an expectation? Well, I guess we're married, so we got to stay married or whatever, or and then this whole expectation that one has to have a certain re uh, reaction to infidelity. So which is mm. what Esther Perel has been trying to bust down is this myth of, you know, we have this expectation of like, oh, he's done you wrong. You were cheated yeah. on. Oh, that's terrible. Dump his ass. And so, you know, this person has an expectation that I need to carry around this anger and they need to, I need to make them suffer forever, forever. They've mm. done me wrong. Um, and what Esther Perel is, tries to tell us is that like, no, you know, you have a choice to move on this you, and you, you don't have to dump your partner. This can be the start of a new relationship with each other, a new chapter. And, mm. and so this person is sort of living under this, well, they've done such a bad thing that there's no end to the torture or there's no end to the going to the confessional and saying your, 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 your prayers or whatever. And then also is that I'm too scared to leave you. So like, oh, it's just such a mess. Exactly. And then in amidst mm. there, this person hasn't been given the freedom to actually do a deep dive and figure out what do I actually feel and want? And what do I want to create out of this situation? There's no sense of creation. I think I, that's why I feel like a yeah. a frozen ice block or that 10 ton mm. weight. Yeah. 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 I think there's almost, there's a kind of like, um, it feels to me like the, the person that's um, responsible for the affair is being just held at arm's length. Yes. And actually there's this barrier around me and, um, you know, I feel safe inside the barrier. You can't, you know, you're not allowed inside the barrier. Mm -hmm. um, so we can be together. Um, we can love each other. But there's, you know, there's, there's this parameter that you're not allowed to cross. Oh, and I, I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, 
you know, this person who's asking the question is suffering, but their mm. partner is being made to suffer. Like, and, just, and there's no end time. I think what really, what I, what really bothers me, it's actually a bias that I have to sort of be watchful of. When I see a situation where somebody is being strung along without where the goalposts keep shifting, like, well, mm. if you do this thing, then I'll finally have sex with you. Or if you do that thing, or if you stop doing this thing, but then the goalposts move and then now it's a new thing. And I, there's a lot yeah. of relationships where we keep our partner hostage, dangling something in front of them. Like if, if you will be a good person, if you'll get, you know, be a good then you'll finally get this thing, I, this this mm. purgatory situation. We do this a lot. And mm. just like you say, haven't had sex for seven years. Is it because of the infidelity or is it because of something quite different? Like you haven't yeah. personally explored, yeah. you know, what sex intimacy and pleasure means for you. And it's, it's frightening and you don't want to go there. And so it's just mm. much easier to sort of say, oh, I'm not going to do that exploration because my partner had an affair. It's their fault, not mine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long, long time to carry it all around, isn't it? Oh, it's a long time. Mm. And then the final, we still love each other. I guess, you know, what have you created in seven years? Like what, ha what exactly, just to your point, what is that mm. exactly? Is it, is it love that you both have shared over the last seven years? Yeah. I think where I would start with is from a place of strength. So this statement, we still love each other. Okay. So what does that mean? What are the things that you do to show love to your partner and vice versa? So where are the strengths in the relationship already? Yeah. How do you support each other in, um, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis? And really kind of looking at that. So looking at any, across all the elements of your relationship, mm. where do strengths exist? What are the things that you still admire about your partner? Mm -hmm. What do you still enjoy doing together um because from there you can start to then kind of build up and build upon those strengths I feel like at the minute it's all it is just frozen in time and there isn't as you say there's no creation there's no we're not looking to move on we're just looking to stay in limbo um and seven years god almighty that mm. can't that's the bit I can't get over mm -hmm. what you know why stay like why stay in limbo for seven years um, and then I think the other thing question then that comes up for me is around, okay, what would you need to happen now to help you take one step forward into the future, mm -hmm. a future where you're not carrying around this burden? Mm. I think to the point about what our strengths are, I think if this is some, if this is a couple who've been right in the smack dab in the middle of raising kids, Mm. they may not be able to answer the question of like, what do you do for fun? How do you enjoy your time? Because they may say we don't actually enjoy our time. We've got three kids, young kids at home. But I think the thing to to think about is like, what are the things you're creating, the family you're building together? So what, mm. if your life in the last seven years has actually been quite mechanical, you, there's a big set of jobs yeah, in front of you. Transactional, yeah. Yeah. And, and to be honest, there are some couples who... For even the even the most enlightened who do a lot of coaching, there'll still be times in your life where it's just all about just getting the kids to school, getting yeah. lunches, you know. But yeah, yeah, so there are times like right now where couples, it's all about keeping the lights on right now. Like it's just yeah. there's there's a lot of snot going on this winter that's, is all I'm saying. <laughs> that's, yeah, there's certainly a lot of illnesses. I had a picture from my daughter yesterday showing me her tonsils. Oh, um, geez. Telling me how she's got tonsillitis. Oh, no. That was quick. <laughs> and then she did some self diagnosis, obviously through the internet, and sent oh, me God. a list of seven things and said, I've got all seven. <laughs> yes. Mono, strep, 
cancer, all of them. Uh, yeah. No, well, no, it wasn't quite that bad. It was oh, more okay. seven symptoms, thankfully. Oh, um, got it. Okay. So okay. no, no, she was like, I've definitely got it. I've got all seven symptoms, and oh. here's and here's a picture of my tonsil. Oh, like, sweetie. That. Oh man, see there you go. Oh um, my gosh. So that's a whole other thing going to uni, and then uh, all the communicable yeah. diseases between uh, teenagers, essentially still teenagers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Just about as filthy as they were in daycare. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah. okay, good. So we're both in the minds of like sick kiddos. But okay. So so yeah, with all that being I said. Think, yeah, so you know, back back to the question. <laughs> yeah. Um, back to what we're here to do. <laughs> oh yes, exactly. Um so yeah, I think, you know, I guess if we look at this from a kind of a positive perspective about what can we take away from this. What we can take away is that you have stayed together for seven years. Mm. Only you know whether that seven years has been, whether you've stayed together because you do genuinely love mm. each other or if there's a fear element. If there's a fear element, you know, look at that, examine it, mm. try and understand it better. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to split up. It just means you need mm. to understand what is it that's that that's holding you back. Mm-hmm. Um, really look at what's keeping you in the in the situation how does that serve you in some way there'll be Mm. it sounds really perverse and weird to say that you can be in a traumatic situation and 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 for that to serve you but it is in some way Mm because but generally what it means is there's a need that's underneath that's unmet Mm. so try and get kind of below that okay well what is it that I would actually need in order to swap the situation that I'm in now for something different that's more pleasurable Mm. yeah (gasps) I did it. Ooh, Got it. On the yeah. <laughs> Love it. On the finish line. Touchdown. Yeah. Oh, yes. Now that got over the goalposts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, yeah, but I did. You know what? I do. I feel for this for this person. That's um, sounds like a not very nice situation to be in. And no, it must be tiring. It must be exhausting to carry that around, I think. And to forget, not know the I way out. Yeah. yeah, you know, when we're in situations like that, and we've all been there where we've stayed in things for too long, we've tolerated situations, mm-hmm. um, we've just accepted stuff, and you actually forget how exhausting it is until you come out the other side yeah. of it, and you think, man, I'm so tired by that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. And you get kind of like almost a new lease of life. It's a bit like, mm. you know, going back to kind of colds and viruses. It's like when you've been poorly for a couple of weeks. Oh, and yeah. suddenly kind of you wake mm. up one day and you start to feel like a human being again. Oh, and you're like, oh my God, like I didn't realize how poorly I felt. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's similar when we're faced with these traumatic situations that yeah. we get locked into and we feel stuck and we can't get yeah. out of. We don't realize the impact that it's having. It's like, um, it's like oppressive jobs, isn't it? You know, you're in a job with a that's oppressive and demanding or you've got a horrible boss or whatever it oh. is that you're kind of putting up with. It's not until you step out of that that you realize, mm. man, that was tough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, yes, you're so right. I like your your tips in terms of thinking about what what's one step that you can yeah. take in order to go from stuck to unstuck. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing, isn't it? When we feel overwhelmed by or just really trapped in a situation, we feel like we've got no choice. Mm-hmm. We feel like there's nothing that we can do, but there's always something, even if it's um, mm-hmm. even if it's the smallest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's always a step that we can take. It's just mm. finding the right one for you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Just one foot in front of the other. One foot. <laughs> what? A journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. 
Yes, it does. Yeah. Although I'm not sure I'll be doing a journey of a thousand miles anytime soon. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all hunkering down for the winter, us in our Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. Yes, we are. I've planned my menu for this week and oh. um, I'm going to make a Cumberland pie. Oh, now Cumberland pie. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what does that mean? Because we have the Cumberland, we've got in the Eastern part of Canada, there's a region, the Cumberland region, but like, oh, okay. yes. What about in uh, Jersey? What does that mean? So this, well, it's not kind of like a Jersey recipe. I don't think it's probably more just uh, oh. UK, but mm-hmm. um, you get kind of like, you, you make a really nice kind of beef stew. So oh. loads of carrots and onions and um, stock and oh. tomato puree, loads of nice flavorings. And you cook that for a really, really long time. And then once it's kind of all tender and beautiful, you then make some uh, sliced potato, put that on the top with a bit of cheese in the oven for 20, 30 minutes. Beautiful. Oh my gosh, that sounds incredible. But do you know what? Couldn't get any stewing steak anywhere. I've been to four shops. Oh. The shelves are practically bare. Oh gosh, yes, yes, <laughs> and yes. And I know, um, so we've talked about it, I think a few weeks ago about the... Um, the crisis is in uh, Europe with lorry drivers and yeah. uh, permits and the with Brexit and yes. all of that. Like it's yeah. causing havoc to food yeah. distribution. And quite literally, you go into supermarkets and you're having to change your, um, you know, meal plan at the last minute because you can't get ingredients that you need. That's, you know... Isn't that wild? I was we, we with friends yesterday. We were talking about. Funny enough, they were in Jamaica, or mm. this my friend's family is from Jamaica, and they were talking about the rations in the wartime, which any yes. I think British colony had to go through. And if you know, butter was rations. Yeah. So you can't. Yeah, yeah. But wow, this this sounds like rations again. It's not yeah. even a matter. You can't afford it. You can't even get it. No, you can't get it. No, oh, and gosh. I think you know. On one level, I kind of think, well, do you know what? That's fair enough. There's an abundance of food. Mm. It's not like I'm not going to eat. It's just more annoying when you've decided what you want to yeah. eat. Fair, fair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you can't get it. So, yeah. But I'm genuinely not complaining because we are always going to eat. And so that is like perfectly fine. So, yeah. But it is making headlines and it's something we're... Like, wow, the petrol, wow. Well, we're just not used to it, right? That's the thing. So we are used to living in, you know, going back to kind of the things that we get that we get used to and comfortable with. We're comfortable with having all the food groups that we ever want across mm-hmm. all seasons, you know, moved away Tropical from this kind fruits. of only, yeah. yeah, I mean, the fact that you can buy strawberries all year round, we're kind of got used to that. Ah, um, uh, yes. Doesn't yes. necessarily mean that it's right. Um, right. But I still think that stew and steak is quite a basic ingredient you should be able to get at the shop. <laughs> it's not like passion fruits or guavas. No, it's like, not. Yes, it's exactly. not. I remember once oh. complaining I couldn't get some pack joy. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, yeah. I need to have a word with myself. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, that that makes sense. Yes, that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But no, the Cumberland steak sounds wonderful. Yes, you can tell it's um, the winter menu is on. Yeah. Oh, yes. Excellent. Excellent. Well... All right. Well, I shall. I better let you go actually because we're interrupting the love shack moments. <laughs> oh, love shack! Going back, back to the love shack. Yeah. Going back to the love shack. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, oh. I hope you enjoy the rest of your time with your man. How well, long is he there thank for? You. Just another day. So we're going to like squeeze out every drop. Oh yes. Well, thank you for making the time to record with me. Well, we are Jordi Last Oxass and the relationship uh, gurus. So yeah, it's actually right on point, right on topic. We are living what we're chat about. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Till next week. Till next week.
So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.